Welcome to You Must Chill, the weekly podcast on all things Scream Free. My name is John Allen Turner, and that guy right there is Hal Edward Runkel. Hal, how are you today? I am tired. Why are you so tired? I had a long day yesterday and a bad night to follow. And Ugh. Yes. So you were traveling a lot of yesterday. You went out of town and back in the same day. In the same day. It's a weird thing. It's a surreal yeah, thing one of the things, happen. Yeah. yeah, one of the things I do is I do these kind of long day intensives with couples. Right, and so I'll go and I'll be with a couple for you know good eight hours, and they'll do the same amount of work that you would normally do, seeing a client forty five minutes a time. You know, but they'll just yes. cram it all into it's, one that's day. Why yeah, it's, it's called super an intensive. intensive, and um, and sometimes it's like mediating a divorce. And so it's a it's, lot of high anxiety stuff all, anyway. It's yeah. very, very high anxiety. So you fly in the morning, first flight out. If <sighs> it's and if it's yeah. if it's a place that you can get back and forth in the same day, then there's no need to spend the night. So you fly and you work eight hours, and then you get go back to the airport and you fly home. And it's just weird. It is because it, it, I, I was telling you earlier. It, yeah. To me, it feels like in those days. Gosh, it was three days ago that I flew out of here. But at the same time, it kind of feels like it was a, about 15 minutes. Yeah, it's both of those. Yeah. Because it's like, man, I remember getting up this morning and leaving at 6 a.m. Was that the this morning? Was that this morning? I yeah, think exactly. It was. Yeah, yeah, it must have been. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. And then when you get home, you're just kind of spent, but you're still kind of wired. But it's so. almost like a time warp because yeah. to some extent, your, your family, it's like you just got up and went to work yeah, this it's morning. It's a normal day for them. Yeah. But you've been in another state, maybe right. another time zone with other people, and yeah, it's very, very unnerving, and it takes your body a while to adjust. All of which is a boring way to say, I'm a little tired today. Okay. Most people don't want to hear about this. Well, also, um, while we are recording this, a magical event is taking place right outside our doors. It's a winter wonderland. It's snowy. Snow. Snow. Snowmageddon snow, is finally upon us. Now, snow. here in Atlanta... It has been threatening to snow, like, this is the third time in the last yes, month, right? because there's been various polar vortexes. That's right. Vor- Vor- vortices. Vortices, yes. Vortices. Yes, wow. So uh, it has threatened, and they have even canceled school Nice, once. Nice Latin, by the way. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you. Um, uh, so, uh, but it's actually like snowing with accumulation out there. Oh yeah. It's already, already all, all over the ground. And we went and had lunch and like it started snowing right before we left. Which was lovely. And, and it was. And we went. It's that we... kind of quiet hush, yes. you know, which of course half the, half the, sure. half the nation experiences frequently uh, yeah. all the time. Here in Atlanta, it's a big deal. Yeah, I know. It, big enough that. Like the place we went to lunch was is how far from here? I don't know, three miles. And it took us thirty five minutes to get back because everyone is leaving now. You just taken off. That's right. My God, I mean, a lot of them, you know, their their kids' school is closed. They got to go get their cool. Sure, yeah, yeah. My my kids were on early release today. Mine got out at one fifty. Yeah, same here. I think. And so people are leaving, but it's all this. We we it's this amazing exercise in collective panic. So they start telling you early, the snow's coming, the snow's coming, the snow's right. coming, Snowmageddon 2014, yes. you know, and everybody, every news station has their own graphics package and they're yes. showing what it's going, what is going to happen. And of course, here in Atlanta, I've just gotten to the point where it hardly ever actually happens. Right. So I'm skeptical right up until the last possible minute. Yes. 
But it was been on the thing radar, a hundred percent chance of snow for like seven straight hours. So and it's doing that. It is that it's coming down out there now. But what do you suppose is happening at the grocery stores oh my and at Walmart right I mean, now? People are. Are we going to be trapped in here? Yeah. You know, are we going to be <laughs> trapped for we, days? We were at lunch with a friend. His name is Fritz. He yeah. has an office down the hall, and he's done a lot of work for us over the years. Uh, and he's one of the uh, first partners in the organization, yes, right? And scream free, yeah. So, uh, Fr- Fritz's wife called him and said, "Do we have enough food in the house?" <laughs> he's like, "For what? The How- next month? <laughs> yes, we do." <laughs> How long do you think it's, we're going to be trapped think, in it's, here? It's supposed to be fifty-four on Friday. Yeah, exactly. I and think we'll we be are, able yeah, to get out I, to the grocery I store. Think it's going to be all right. Yes. But everybody panics, oh, and everybody buys up all of the milk and bread and eggs because. When snow falls, everybody gets hungry for French toast, I guess. And the reality is that it's not the conditions themselves. I was just driving in it. It's not it's, that bad. It's not. There's no ice. No. It's just snow. Yeah. And right? I get this it. This time yesterday, yeah. it was 55 degrees. Right. I'm not exaggerating. Right. So the temperature drops, a front blows in, snow comes down, and it's kind of accumulating on the grass and in the trees, and it's beautiful to look at. It's not like the ground is frozen solid, right? and we're going to be trapped in, iced in for the next month. So uh, what's interesting is there three years ago, was it? Or was it four years ago? Uh, No, it was three years ago. What, the last big snowfall? Yeah, I don't know if you were here. Yeah. I think I was still here. I don't remember. I, I don't know. No, you would remember school was out a week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember this. Yeah. So I don't think you were here. No, yeah. I remember yeah. hearing about this. Yes. it Because it, it snowed like yeah. this a good eight inches and then sleeted on, on top, top of, of it. it. So it was like it had snowed and then someone had come through and shellacked the top yes, of it. it was just shiny. lacquer all over the top of the snow. Because it was thick snow, like right. eight inches. And so my, on top. my yard... Looked like an ice rink, well, a pillowy ice rink, <laughs> and it literally was ice, but it was yeah. shiny. Yeah. But, but then for the next six days, it never got above thirty-one degrees. So, the, so it never broke that seal. And so, the entire streets were covered with inches of ice. Yeah. Nobody was going anywhere. No. Right. And so that's what people, I think, are. Guess, they're allowing their minds to go, even though oh, they no, see it it's going to be fifty-something degrees on yeah. Friday for crying out loud. But. That's where their panic goes, and so it's it's always. I always think about this: is mass media is at its worst during these crises. During moments. these crises, yeah. because it just foments the anxiety because they want you to pay more attention to them, so they can sell more advertiser space on their show. Stay tuned to Channel Eleven for ongoing you coverage of Snowmageddon twenty fourteen. You need us. We will be the first to report on school closings our and new church Doppler closings. And, yeah, thing we've got has the predicted new, yeah. it. Watch us! Watch us! Watch us! And uh, we'll be right back after these commercial breaks. And yeah, then it's Campbell's soup and whatever you're listening to, and, and Papa John's. Yes, and, you know, all, exactly. <laughs> all these delivery. In. Yeah, stay home. Call us. We'll bring you food. So it's inter- so the snow right now is not creating the traffic jam. No, the, the, our entire city is locked down it, in a traffic jam. If you jam. looked on uh, your Google Maps yes. or something like that, and you know, you turned on the traffic. Yeah, so you could show the so traffic. Show the green or the red. Yeah, it is red. The entire city. The entire and, and Atlanta I've, has a perimeter highway, right? That circles yes. a loop With. that circles, and the entire thing is red. Traffic literally is going a, in 
every direction. A standstill. Yeah. I mean, we're like L.A. on a normal day <laughs> right now. Four o'clock yes. on a normal day. Yes. yes. Yeah. On a normal day, we're like L.A. And it's not the snow. No. Because no one's skidding on there. There's no ice right now. It's the It's the panic. panic. It's the reactivity. Yeah. It's not the event itself. And it's, it's this... But what, what the weird thing is, hmm. there are some accidents that, are go- that have gone on out there. True. There are people who are skidding... But people be, who are spinning out, people who, but it, they're not skidding on ice. The reason why they're having accidents is because there's so many dang cars on the road, and they are, are driving in, in that state of panic. State, I got to get home. I got to get home. I got to get home, yeah. and probably turning the dial because I can't handle this commercial that just came on. So, so I got to go, go, to go the somewhere next. else where they're going to tell me they're going to give me the newest update on which go roads back are closed. To new which, stock yeah. seven fifty WSB. That's right. Which used to be my station. Uh huh. When, when I had you my had own your show, yeah. Hal Edwards show. Uh, yes. Right? Yeah, that it was, was the Hal Edwards show. Yes. So News Talk 750, WSB. Which is a great radio station. Yeah. And but, so I got uh, a tune. I got a case. Uh, but it's it's the local news station and, mm. and uh, news radio traffic on the 10s well, or something the, like that, it's right? It's the largest. Actually, it's like the third largest station in the U.S. Yeah. It's huge. So uh, everybody's going to be turning to it, but their job is to foment your anxiety so that they become more necessary to calming that anxiety. Well, I mean, even think about the language, even sort of from a humorous perspective. Don't touch the dial. Yeah. Don't touch it. Right. Don't even touch it. Don't even look at it. Turn the dial and rip it off. Rip the knob off. You don't oh even want to look at it. You don't want to touch it. You don't want to I even... remember commercials that used to say that. Yeah. Rip the knob off. Because you're, you're like, funny. it's supposed to be this anxious thing. You can't yeah. live... Without listening to us, right? You might die, right? Or be late. So I guess I, it, w- it took us thirty-five minutes to travel three miles each. You know, I I live seven miles from here. You probably live twenty. Uh, yeah, something like that. I'm not getting in the car. For oh, a while. there's no way no, I would get I'm, in the car I'm, right I'm, now. I'm gonna let all those jokers get yes. out there in it and do whatever they're gonna do. I will leave. Before it gets dark, right? Because I don't want it to be iced over, because it, yeah. it, it probably will tonight get icy on some of the side roads. Sure, when it gets colder, I guess. When, when the sun goes down. Yeah. But, uh, but there's, I'm, do we uh, have any wine in the office? <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice glass of wine. Yeah. Watch something. the snow. We sitting. could put some music on, yeah, put, a, nice. put you know, some serious radio. Well, we'll or watch or all some, the people stuck yeah. in their cars right oh outside gosh. our window. Awful. Now, uh, it is just interesting, though how easy it is to get caught up. And there's different... I don't get caught up in this type of panic, but there are different panics. Here's one that I find my... that I'm continually uh, continually amazed by is, you know, I travel a lot. Right. Right. You and I both yeah, travel yeah, yeah. a lot, but I travel... More than most people. I'm, I'm yeah. at a world-class level uh, of travel. Are you a million miler yet? It's close. Yeah, you're... It's close, but I am for the fourth year in a row... Diamond. Diamond on yeah. Delta, whatever, right, right you know. They give me foot massages on the plane. It's ridiculous. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and that's it's you a, get all the upgrades and oh yeah, every stuff I mean, like I yeah, very yeah. rarely flying coach because yeah. I get upgraded on that stuff. So you would think, and I'm I'm on the TSA pre-check thing where I never have to take my coat off and take my computer bag out and any I just two looked shoes at that. I just, off. What was that? It's like eighty five dollars a year. If or you're not like me, that. oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you're, yeah. but for, for low class people like me, I only have you know. If you're silver status, though, yeah, you, I'm you, silver you, you, you and probably two hundred fifty thousand miles or something like that. Yeah, so. but for folks, that I just get it. Right, right. You would think that I would be very, very relaxed all the time. 
which going for the, through airports, going through airports and, which yeah. most of the time I am. Right. And it's and it's amazing you can tell the people that travel. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Because there's panicky people who this is the one time in the last five years they've flown. Right. Have you seen um, the movie, the George Clooney movie? Oh, a few yeah. Years up, in ago, up in the yeah. air, right? And he talks about that. Dude, that's how... a, it's a horror movie for those of us. <laughs> it's, I thought that. it was a documentary. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, uh, but ugh. one of the points that he makes, and this really is true, is that there's something about the smell of an airport yeah. that sets a lot of people on edge. Mm. But for people who travel a lot, it's, it's kind of comforting. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. You know how to work it. But. I still have this little thing that goes off inside me that uh, I need to get in the front of the line to get on the plane first. I don't, get on not, the plane first. Not every, not every time. It happens very, very rarely. But I still, every once in a while, even though I am going to get on the plane now, this before is a, 95% of the people. This is a frustrating thing for me because I fly with you yeah. quite often. Yeah. And you, because you have such a higher status than I do. Yes. Like if I don't get in there, I don't have room for my carry-on. Right. Which is nice. You get to come in with me. Yes. and But it's frustrating when I have to check my carry-on. Yes. Because... It, right. And they, they blame me. Like, well, if you wouldn't, it's not my fault. Right. It's just, if you wouldn't lose everybody's luggage, people would have more faith in checking their bags. But, uh, yeah. But it's just, I mean, we all have areas where, even though, you know, I like, you know, parenting is, is, you know, here we are, these, uh, parenting experts. I write a book uh, called Screen Free Parenting, and yet I can still get caught up in those moments yeah. where it's in public and, uh, my son's, uh, sitting on the bench and not getting in the game. Right yeah. or my daughter doesn't win the award that she was nominated for. I mean, it's just it's just oh, no. it's the same exact yep. thing that's happening on the roads right now. It's this this panic this panic from... that and, and if we give into it, we'll end up causing an accident. Right. It's interesting. <laughs> now, for a lot of people who are out there, they are getting the unique joy mm. of having their kids stay home. Yes, and. That, even for seasoned veterans, can be difficult. And it's, uh, I go back to that time three, because I had never experienced anything like, and really nobody had. I grew had. up in Houston, right? I grew up in Houston, and, and, but never, and no one had ever experienced it like here in Atlanta, an entire week. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it happened well, you're on stuck. Sunday, start, started yeah. Sunday night, the snow and came in down, and it didn't stop. And so Monday through Friday, your kids were out. And so the first day, because it was such a huge snowstorm, you're hey yay! I mean, Greg, absolutely. Snowman, Let's go. And we went out and sledding. sledding. And I live, I live next to a golf course, and so there were big hills, and hey, we were going down yeah. there with other people, and hey, and it's like you know, you're it is own. like a giant block party. It outside. was exactly. It's fantastic. It was awesome. Right, and then the second day, you're like, you want to go oh, out there again? Man, uh, that was a lot of hard work. I don't know. Yesterday. I'm kind of sore still from exactly. yesterday. My, we my did it for uh, hours. Uh, gloves are still kind of damp, kind of wet, yeah, and it's really cold out yeah, there. Eh. I'm not so sure. Third day, you're like, I hate you. Yeah, and then fourth day, you're like, if one of us has to die, we're gonna eat. We're gonna you. eat you. Yes, 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 absolutely. By the fifth day, you're just laughing silly. <laughs> You're just, you're just You've lost your mind. You're just, uh, by the fifth, no, by the fourth day, I was with a pickaxe chomp <laughs> because I live on... I am going to clear all the streets in Gwinnett County Absolutely. with this pickaxe. Absolutely, because you you know where I live. I yeah. live on, I'm the only house on my street. Right. And so the street was coated, and it's all uphill. 
Ugh. Right? And yeah. So I so you, couldn't you, get out. I'm going to do something so to make I was sure that we can get out of here. Chopping. Yeah. Chop. I'm getting to the I, freaking store. Yeah. And I did. I have to get but out and I, see other this, people. This. Make sure we're not the only ones left. Yes. This is survival at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> this is survival. I must get out. Yeah. Because so, you know, one day, because I guarantee you, yeah, everything will be shut down tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt. And I probably, I don't know if I'll even come to the office. Uh, it depends on if there's ice. But Yeah. Well, and especially for over where I live, you know, so yeah. making that 20-mile trek, right. I'll be watching it very carefully. But, man, I'm not going to get much work done if my kids are there, too. So. They're so annoying. What is it <laughs> that, what, you know, why is it that we go that crazy after three or four days? Like, what is that? Well, it's a basic principle. We're not meant to be together that much. Together in those close confines. Um, but people did that for a long time, right? I mean, there but they was, still, but they still, if they, did they get out, if yeah, they, they got out to chop wood, they got out to do stuff <laughs> in order to physically survive. Sure. Yeah. yeah okay. You know? All right. So some physical activity. You got to do something, but just the sitting, because we already have all the food, so we don't need to go chop wood. Right. We've got heat. Yeah, we've got indoor heating on, and stuff like that. Right? So now, if you want to have fire, that's beautiful and lovely. Right. And, and, and I fun, and I but... have one by just flipping a switch. Right. Oh, so, look at you. Yeah, yeah I actually yeah. have a wood burner, which I would like. I yeah. like that. It's nice. Yeah, but you're not doing anything. Yeah. In order to participate in the survival, you're you just, just you have to sit and watch. It's the modern. Yeah, sit and watch each other and watch TV, and that just gets old quick. But you're you're just too close to one another. So what do you do? You do you have to like periodically enforce everybody to your own rooms? Yeah, or? I, mean, I think that's that's something. Hey, but uh, well, the main thing you have to do is you got to have no some periods of no t- television, mm. right? But how how will I know when the streets are open again? <laughs> exactly. Channel Eleven has told me I have to stay tuned. Yeah, well, you don't live in 1992 anymore. You have a phone <laughs> in your hand that you can check an update on. Well, yeah, but yes. that's 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 one of the problems, though, mm-hmm. is we just swap one technology for another. True, we would we say... tell everybody no television, and then everybody goes and plays with their phones. Well, what we would probably do, and what we've done throughout our kind of family life together, is just have periods of no screen time. Ah, uh, now you... screen free parenting. Oh, listen, to Thank that you. little that cute. play on the phrase. That's are cute. you guys a board game family? We do. We're cards. Cards. We love okay. playing cards with each yeah. other, yeah. like poker. My poker? son, my son likes poker a lot, yeah. um, and so. But uh, usually, we play. We've there's a series of games that we play. There's okay. one called George. There's one called Golf. There's one called Oh Heck. The, which there's is actually a game called George. It's my favorite card game. It's Not fantastic. Familiar with this. You don't play card games. I don't. Uh, right. I am the most competitive person I've ever met mm. internally, mm-hmm. and it. I don't like who I am. I hear you. So I just opt out. Mm. I would rather read a book. Mm. Or sit off to the side and watch everybody else play and make fun of them. You will really sit off and watch them play? Does your family play games and you just sit by the side? Um, mm. My family's not big game players. Well, be, I think because I set the tone. Right. Yeah. Which I'm not proud of. You shouldn't be. But You should be ashamed of yourself. Better than being that dad who's just a jack Jerk. wagon. Yeah. Jack wagon. <laughs> you like that? That's a new term. <laughs> I don't think that's what you were going to say when you started that word. <laughs> <laughs> you discovered it on the end there. Discovered that yes, while I was saying exactly. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean it, it's it's uh, I I'm compet- I can get very very competitive as well. I'm just uh, I'm mature enough to actually rein it in. Is that what it yeah, is? Maturity. It. Yeah. You know, it'll come to I you understand. sometime soon. Maybe. One of these days. One if of I these keep days. Sitting in the room with you, I'll just by well, osmosis, I'll absorb that level of maturity. It's an effect I have on people. 
is this calming effect of, yes. that you have? It's, okay. it's the maturing effect that I have on people. Wow. So, no, we will play cards. I will not become any more humble, no. but I will become... No. <laughs> well, you, you too can become as humble as I. <laughs> Told you, that's the book I always wanted to write, is uh, Humility and How I Attained It. <laughs> uh, so we'll play cards and we'll have screen time, but then we'll say, hey, let's watch a movie together, or and then we'll have, but hey, there's homework to be done, and... Yeah, well, that's, you know, if they're able to get online and, and do some things to find out what their homework is or if they have ongoing long-term projects. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and I will be engaged in some form of snowball attack. Yes. Either the recipient thereof or okay. the... Uh, or probably a little bit of both Yeah, would be my guess. You have mm, a boy well, now who is old enough to defend himself? No, it's more than that. He's... He's a baseball player. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, a yeah. pitcher. He throws harder he throws than I ever lefty did. Too, yes, so you yes. think he's going to break one way and it breaks uh, the other exactly. way on you? No, he'll pummel me probably. Now, um, there will be a moment where I have ice cold snow on the back of, of my, my neck. My neck, yeah, something like that. Okay. Um, for centuries, though, in in other cultures, northern cultures in particular, yes, in, northern in, European parts of European cultures, right. they like they took this as an opportunity. They took winter mm, as yes. a, a season to intentionally kind of hermit up. Yes. You know, people were not well, as be, social. and But that was that was not necessarily choice. It was a choice how they responded to it. But they it was also, they had to hunker down in order to survive the winter. Right. Yeah. So you're not going out there because you can't go out there because if you go out there, you'll die. Right. So store up foods and yes. dried foods and things like that and yes. then get all your firewood ready and then just hunker down. Hunker down. And, and they slept a lot more, yeah. You know, because it's and they didn't much feel less guilty about that. No, much less daylight. They slept a lot more. And what happens when we stay inside and there's not as much sunlight? And we, we get sads. Yeah, seasonal affective disorder. Yes, right. S a d sad, and uh, and that was like they just dealt with that. Yeah, and out of that, well, okay. That's a blanket statement. Right, right, right. Still plenty of alcoholism, right? Plenty, <laughs> yeah. of, plenty of suicide, yeah. right? Plenty of bad treatments towards each other. But also a lot of introspective soul-searching that was very healthy. They did Kierkegaard, a lot. Kierkegaard, you know, <laughs> spent some of those winters really examining what was going on. True. Inside of him, this existential angst, and from that were you know a lot of good poetry and movies yes, and songs true. and and uh, there was a lot of healthy stuff in the in the way they responded to it as well. Yes, we are a nation, however, whose founding document, founding words that birthed us literally were the first steps towards us being a nation. Involved the pursuit, pursuit of, of happiness. happiness. Yes. And now we've almost pathologized sad. Yes, we have. Like we've, we've... That's depressing. Yeah. It's interesting. The one critique my kids level at me more than any other is that so much of the music I listen to is, is morose and depressing. depressing. Right? You know? Because it's not pop... It's not yay happy crap. Yeah. It's but they will say it's depressing. Now we've we've almost lost the ability now to distinguish between sad mm-hmm. and depressed. Yes. 
I mean, it's because we have, we have rightly so, we have pathologized depression. We have identified that. But depression is a disorder of your brain chemistry. Yeah, you're, you got chemicals dripping in your brain in right. odd amounts. It's not a mood. Right. That's it's a the mood thing. Yeah. disorder. So that's what it's technically called, a mood disorder. It's not a mood. So when I say, a lot of times when people say I'm depressed, we they, they don't mean yes. clinically, they chemically mean they're depressed. They feeling sad. Feel, I feel sad. Right. And and But we think it's a slippery slope, we, right? We do. We tend to, to think, well, if I think sad thoughts, then I will eventually become depressed and suicidal. And at one point, that I can see the logic of that, because in order to get diagnosed with depression, you have to have a depressed mood for a period of weeks. Yes. A couple of weeks. And so if I have one for one day, then that's a step in that direction. But it's, it's kind of like, if it's snowing right now, then it's going to be... Snow forever. Ever. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter that it says fifty four. You know, yeah, it doesn't, that doesn't matter on Friday. It so, it, matter, so right. if it, the fact that it's snowing right now means it could last. Yes. Remember that time right. three four years ago that happened. And that's because so many commercials are. Are you suffering from this? And well, I don't know. I didn't think so. But now that you mention it, yeah, yeah exactly. you know that yeah. type of thing is. I I think we will look back eventually on that decision that the uh, the FCC FDA. No, the FCC, FCC? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, said yeah. that you you can advertise, you can advertise prescription drugs directly to the public. Yeah, that's that's a problem. That was a big monumental because we all remember what the heck? Why did they just list fourteen <laughs> possible side effects of this drug? Well, this commercials the, going on forever. The truth about the side effects is, you know, if like one person out of a hundred experiences yes, it's that, be then they have to list it, right? So it may or may not be directly related to the drug. But while they're listing all the side effects, they're showing people getting more successful, happier, because they're taking the drug. That couple does everything together. So what if... They're they're in bathtubs outside together. They're climbing mountains, How did they get the bathtubs in that field? (laughs) Why why is he wearing a hat? Yeah. (laughs) In the bathtub (laughs) on the field. And, And I'm thinking... Aren't what? they eventually going to have to get in the same bathtub? And Isn't that what the drug is <laughs> exactly. for? Exactly. Not to be in separate <laughs> bathtubs. I thought I was supposed to get them in the same one. That's, oh, the, that's, funny. that's a truly like unique to this era in which we oh live is having to explain to, to your, your 10-year-old daughter what right. erectile dysfunction is. And having an erection for four hours. Yeah. Right. What, so what if what if all those pharmaceutical commercials, they showed the happiness, which is the desired effect, right? <laughs> and then they the- showed the side effects <laughs> as they were going on, right? <laughs> which, I have so- hot dog fingers. Yes. <laughs> And of course, the uh, four-hour erection would be. Yeah. So, oh, what if the, they showed the dry mouth? The... There was one I remember back with Olustra. The 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 oh, the leakage the anal, anal oh gosh leakage. You, you said the term. That's they wrong. said it on national know, television. Oh good lord! One of the side effects. Oh, it's horrible. Oh, that's yeah, that... funny. So, what if they showed all the side effects? No, thank you. Right. Yeah, that would put us right off of it. Mm. I I think the you know. The fact that they're advertising something, you have to go and request from your doctor. Yes. So That's you're weird. now telling your doctor yeah. what you need. Yeah, exactly. Right? This is what I think I need, doc. I think I need this drug. And it's, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. It, well, it's not just interesting. It's... Uh, but I it's, don't know exactly the word for it, but it's not, ju- it's not simply interesting. Like, it is... 
it, it, it's a, a a negative. Yeah. How do we, know, how do we give omen. more? Yes. How do we give more power to individuals to take more control over their healthcare without? fomenting their anxiety and, de- and develop- or scaring the bejesus yeah, out de- of them developing hypochondria in yeah. everybody right because I, I remember one comedian used to have a joke where uh, you know he was on a bus and it said um, uh, one person on this bus has psoriasis and he's like well now i'm the only person on the bus <laughs> <laughs> so, i guess i have I guess psoriasis me? i right. don't even know funny, i don't even know what psoriasis is a funny but joke I but it. i guess i have it now yeah, yeah. It's these health warnings that actually, just like the news warnings about snow, they actually create so much of the problems that they were trying to prevent. Right. You know? Now, or create something worse. Yeah, that's the real problem. They push you into something even worse that you may or may not have. Okay, we really need to make a video. I don't think but we need to make a video <laughs> <laughs> where as soon as we start listing all of these uh, possible side effects. People start yes. manifesting them? Yes, so some guy's taking oh, the pill and then five seconds later he's got uncontrollable leakage from his nose. <laughs> or, or his, his eyes. Or his eyes. Yeah. Yes, get all red and puffy. Ugh. Right. So, um, some have experienced heart palpitations. Now, for some people... Uh, this season of year really does affect them, though. Yes, you know, and uh, and, and it's not uncommon. We've talked about it in here the misery index, and yes. uh, you know how odds are you've probably gotten more requests for new clients here in the last you know week yes, and a I half have, or actually, so yes. because we're just past New Year's, so mm-hmm. everybody has kind of fallen off the New Year's resolution wagon. Mm-hmm. The parking lot at your local gym is probably thinned out a little bit more. It's easier to find a space. Yep, and uh, there is less daylight, and we are spending more time inside. We are less active. All of those kinds of things lead people to just a general sadness. Sure. You know, we've got bills and, they, and do less and money when and, we're not getting as much work done, right. right? Because we're sleeping more, and we're and things aren't are shut down, so we're not going to the office. And so we just kind of have this. And we're around our kids more, Mm -hmm. and that a lot of times doesn't make leave us feeling better about our parenting. Yeah. And this is an interesting... I didn't know we were going here, but and it's something you and I haven't talked about, but it's something that as I'm developing the new material for this Launching Hope new book and new curriculum that we're developing, um, an interesting thing has come about as I've been presenting the material and getting feedback from people. Right, you uh, you actually delivered some content at, yeah, at, at your a, church at a church Sunday, this week, right? yes, yeah. and 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 we also had a, did a training here in our office last week, and we got some yeah. feedback. Is so many times the biggest frustration that parents have with their teenagers is what they're receiving directly from them in terms of disrespectful behavior okay. or ungrateful behavior, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? lack of gratitude yes, or, after all the things I've done, or they don't. Uh, clean up well in their home, right? In your home. And and what we end up doing is we think, well, if they're not talking to me respectfully... Then they must not be talking to anyone. Anyone, and they're not going to be. And so I've got to correct them how they, cre- how they treat me, and then that's going to translate into how they treat others. Right, and we're sometimes we're surprised when we send... You know, when I send my daughter off to a sleepover with somebody else, and they come back and they say, "We just love having exactly. Eliza at the house. She is so 
respectful and she cleans up after herself and, and she is just a joy to be with. And you're like, are, are you sure you're talking about my, my daughter? daughter? Eliza? Really? Yeah. Huh. Like, not like Hannah? Really? Because she doesn't do any of that no, around here. She's an awful human being to me. And then we think, <laughs> well, clearly you know how to do it, so yes. you're just choosing not to do it around here because you don't respect me. And then we take it personally. Exactly. Right? Except... Here's an interesting way to think about it. If my kids are behaving well in the world outside of our home, Mm -hmm. getting things done, treating people respectfully, treating people nicely, picking up after themselves, if they're doing that there, then it doesn't matter as much what they're doing inside my home because that's what I'm training them for. Right, I'm not training them to live here for the rest of their lives. I'm training, I'm training them, them to, to get out. leave here So I'm more for the concerned rest of with their the way lives. they behave out there than I am with the way they behave in here. But because it hurts the uh, way they treat yeah. me, yeah. I then can't... It's parents like, we're not allowed to talk to them on that level, that it hurts. We're only allowed to talk to them on this global level about, well, this is indicative of, of who yeah. you're going to be. Because if who are, who you are in here is who you're yes. eventually Have going to be. You've seen out your there? room and that's going to lead to this. Yeah. Right? Not necessarily. Because what we miss out on is how every choice our kids make in our home is related to us. Yes. Because it is a their their job. They can't separate right. their physical house or home from the fact that you your name is on the lease, or your exactly. name is on the mortgage, or whatever. And their job is to differentiate themselves from us, so that they learn who they are mm-hmm. outside of us, or in relation to us, so that they are no longer ours, they are theirs. Well, plus, part of the socialization process is figuring out what is socially acceptable behavior. Yes. Right? Yes. And they know, if I go to my friend's house and I leave crap all over the place, and I never clean up, and I'm a mm-hmm. rude and belligerent person, I won't get invited back. Right. But mom and dad have told me I can always come home. Mm-hmm. So what's the incentive? Right. Right? But that's actually a healthy, positive thing to teach them what is socially acceptable True. out there in the world. True. But I cannot do that by talking to them about how they are treating me. Right. Because I'm not part of that No. out there. I am the closest relationship they know, Mm -hmm. which means I am the first and most important relationship they need to differentiate themselves within. Mm -hmm. They need to prove themselves to be different, other than me. But I don't like that, Hal. It's uncomfortable. It makes me sad. But it also comes across as direct disrespect. I won't do that. How dare you? I won't do that. You know, And they look right at you and say, no, right? And then we think it's a power struggle that's inviting us to go toe-to-toe with them Instead of seeing it for what it is, they are trying to exercise the very muscles we want them to develop in order to eventually leave and thrive outside. But then also, you know, you were talking about this training that we did, Mm -hmm. and and I did a portion of the training uh, here in the office that I haven't done in years and years and years. Yes. Right. And so I was having to get re-familiarize myself with some of the content and and go back through the book and and find some things. And then we had, there's a chapter in, in your book where you talk about judo parenting. Yes. And you actually quote the the guy who... Invented judo. Invented judo. Yes. And one of the things he talks about is 
how when you when uh, when somebody comes into most wrestling matches or most you know battles, mm-hmm. they are obsessed. They become obsessed with not losing. Yes, and I think that really is a key to a lot of these parental kind of power struggles. Yeah, I had a dad to come up to ask me today. Uh, he was saying he had for the first time his fourteen year old. He's never seen this from his fourteen year old, but his fourteen year old. He was telling his son uh, because his son was not letting something go and not taking no for an answer. And he said, "Son, you need to go upstairs." And he said, "No." You need to go upstairs. Whoa. Yes. Huh. And so he... So did he, so did he punch him in the face? Yeah, I think they ended yeah, up in, in the just, hospital. There you go. Right, Is that where right. you met him? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's what he was tempted to do. Yeah. And in fact, he said... Stick he, out he, that chest. He said he's got a friend of don't his. Don't you talk to me that way. He, he said he's got Boy. a friend of his who who is an immigrant from a uh, culture that would value his, what this guy's advice was. I would kick his butt. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. You don't you talk to me that way, yeah. boy. Yeah. I'm a man and yeah. I'll put you down. Right. Except I thought my whole job was to help my son become a man, not make him feel not like a boy. Stay a boy. Yeah. But that's what my anxiety says. Yeah. I can't lose. No. Here. Now and so now it becomes not about the issue. No. Now it becomes about doing everything I anything I have to do to win. Yes. I literally become a win at all costs dad. Even if I need to regress, violate my own integrity, violate right. my son's integrity, but violate it, every principle I stand for. And what I will say, what I'm t- if I take that and everything in me is screaming to take that as a challenge, you know, he's mm-hmm. going down the gauntlet, and I got to pick up that gauntlet, and I got to go and I got to teach him who's boss and whatever. All that is saying is I'm not willing to lead him into adulthood through that moment. I instead am willing to retreat back to adolescence, just make him know that I'm a stronger adolescent than he is. Well, the other piece to that is you're helping him understand that being an adult means being the most physically powerful person in the room. Exactly. Which, that that's all adulthood is. Yeah. Which, of course, just invites him to get bigger until eventually he will be bigger, and then... And then what? Yeah. So he was asking... I, so he kept, the, this guy was coming to me because he knew I would have a different perspective. And my perspective is that... I just to ask, well, what about that did you take personally? Mm-hmm. Right? Did you take that as a direct challenge to your authority? Right? Because if you do, then you're going to respond one way. If you see it as, man, this kid's really struggling to figure out what it means to exert his own will yeah. in his life. He's trying to figure out how far out the borders of his kingdom extend. Yes. Which and is a healthy impulse. What is his and what is not his. Yeah. Right? And then, you know what? I will take a step back and realize, all right, you know what? Um, the days of me telling you what to do right this instant are numbered. Yeah. And because it's also an opportunity, not just for my son, who is trying to figure out how far out the borders of his kingdom extend, it's also a chance for me to reassess how far out do the borders of my kingdom really extend. Exactly. And is that what I'm trying to do here? And I'm I trying to say you are still a subject in my kingdom. Right. And yes, he would say that. I want to, but in the name of using force, we usually lose influence. Mm-hmm. The more you use force, the more you lose influence. Not to say you can't use force. There are times of when course. you need to, but yes. every time you do, you lose the ability to do it again. And every yeah. time. Yeah. As a parent. 
And so if that's a case you where have you have a few would, chips in your pocket, yes, and spend if, them this is, if this is one of those times you got to be you got to figure out though what are you willing to do against this 140 right. pound eighth grader? It, and is it just about winning? Yes. Or is it about the thing? Yeah. And what's a way that you can help him see what the real issue is? Because the issue is very rarely the issue. Right. So and also, and, I, and so also, I like the metaphor of man. He's wanting me to go toe to toe with him. What would it look like if I stood shoulder to shoulder? And and we've talked about this. We talked about this uh, last week it, or a couple of weeks ago in relation to drugs, mm-hmm. right? We think him bowing up like that—that fourteen-year-old that saying no—that's the problem, right? But from his perspective, that's the solution. Mm-hmm. What is the problem he's trying to solve, right? By doing that. That he's trying to figure out what it means to exert some uh, influence on his own life. Yeah. And so, instead of refusing him that influence on his own life, which is what telling someone to do is, Mm -hmm. I'm telling you not to choose, just do what I tell you to do. Don't think for yourself, do what I tell you to do. (laughs) Which is how, again, that has an expiration date. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, the thing to do is, I don't have to go upstairs. You know what? You're right. You're right. You don't. You don't. You don't. Here's here's your choices, right? You can choose to go upstairs for a while, and or you can choose to not to. Now, mm-hmm. if you choose to stay down here, then there's going to be some consequences to that. Yeah. Right. And and I won't be and but I, I won't be angry at you. Or, um, okay, you could stay down here. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't stay down here and behave like this. Right. So we got to figure something's got to go. So if you want to stay down here, then let's take a deep breath right. and let's talk man to man. Right. We could get, uh, uh, I have a friend who, uh, his thing is chips and salsa mm. and it's kind of become code in their house. Ah, uh, let's, you know, yeah. let's sit around and. Yeah. Um, you get the chips, I'll get the salsa. Let's talk it out. We can talk. Now what that does, it, it does a couple of things. One, it separates them immediately. Yes. One of them has to go somewhere to get one thing while the other one goes to another place to get another thing. I like that. Right? So so it's kind of calling a timeout. And then it's also saying, we're gonna I'll meet you out on the back porch in five minutes. Cool. You know? And so it's creating pause for everybody exactly. involved. That's kind of cool. I like yeah. that. I like that. So much so that it really has just become kind of a thing. Well, that's kind of cool. What you're, what, what he's striving to do is say, this is a, not a moment where there needs to be victory and defeat. This is a moment where there can be connection. How can I build relationship in this moment? Plus, it's just hard to yell at somebody when you're eating chips and salsa. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody flips the table over when they're eating chips and salsa. Interesting. I kind of like that. Now, what I don't that I don't want people to hear is, well, that's what I need to do, and that's going oh, to right, work. Right, no, right, right. It's not. It's it's the spirit find something that, that works, but it's the spirit that come that that leads to it. And the spirit is, I don't want to get into a power struggle with you because mm-hmm. the reality is, any power struggle any parent gets in with a teenager, you uh, will yeah, lose. Everybody loses because you're losing your ability to influence them, which actually is the very thing they're asking for. It's what you want long-term. Yeah, it's what I want, but it's also, that's what they're asking for in that moment. They just don't know how to ask for it. They right. don't even know that's what they're asking they're for. They're never going to come to you and say, Dad, will you be my leader exactly. in this moment and guide me into a state of calm wisdom? They're not? No, they never do that. 
they say they push and they uh, yell and they issue proclamations and stuff like that. They don't know how to communicate what they really want. Right. What's interesting is, we, I then just asked the dad, well, what? tell me what happened right before then. And he said he just, he was annoying us by, we, we told him no, and he wouldn't. Wouldn't take no. Yeah, he wanted to go out to eat, and was like, no, we're not going out to eat. And then he kept on and on and on and on and on to where they were sick of it and they couldn't stand it, right? right. So my question was, well, what would happen if you could stand it? What, what would happen if you were just able to sit right next to him, no matter how many times well, he's, he's ever yeah. said it. And not just sit right next to him, you were able to get closer to him. Sit even closer to him. So every time he said it, you got closer you get to him. a little him. closer. Yes. Every, so eventually you're sitting on his lap. Yes. Every time he said it, <laughs> you just got closer. To where you're hugging him yeah. and holding him. Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait for you to say this one more say time. It, say it again. You close in on him, and eventually you're like a boa constrictor. Yes. (laughs) I have done that with my kids before, you know, just to communicate, look, um, you're not getting the desired effect. Right. In fact, this is producing probably the opposite of what you want right now. I've done that before to where my daughter just pushed me away and went upstairs and, you know, stomped the upstairs, and I think... Which is where you wanted her to go in the first place. Exactly. So it's nice, (laughs) right? But I don't, I, I recognize now the, the days, I mean, here's the thing, do I have a chip in my pocket that says, you know, if God forbid, for whatever reason, my son decided to exert his sense of self by using violence, like, towards uh, yeah. his mother, do I have the chip in my pocket where I will... You got the old man strength on your yeah, side. I will do that. Yep. You could. But my God, I pray every day I never have to. Because if you do, mm-hmm. first prepare for World War Three. It's going to be bad. Because and know this, it will never go back to being the same. Yeah, it'll be different. Never. And yeah, I, I think you can grow from that, but I also got to be willing to call the cops on them too, if, yep. if it need be. But see, that's the same thing I tell people, like you know, reading their daughter's diary. Yeah, I know. Same thing. What are you doing? Like, well, okay. Is there a time? If my yes, if, if I suspect that my daughter or going is going to harm kid, herself, if if you're going through their book bags or whatever, you know, I always say, parents say, "Well, I found." Well, know, what are you doing looking? And it's like because that's what they're going to ask you first. Yeah, why and, are you looking in there? And because they because you looked in there, they suddenly are going to give you less information than they would have beforehand. Mm-hmm. And now all you've done is just encourage them to be better hiders. Now again, is there a time? Yes. But before you do that, know this, things will never be the same. What I recommend to folks is, first of all, you're absolutely right. What I recommend to folks is before you panic, mm-hmm. right? And that's what that is. That's is. panic that causes us to claw through our kids' book bags, search through their drawers, read their diaries, yes. all of that. Before you panic, talk with two other people, like your spouse and then a friend that you trust will be objective. Uh, two other people, and go through, these are all the things that I'm observing. That lead me to To want to go through their room and look for stuff. Do do you think it warrants that? Then, I think... Sleep on it. Yes. Sleep on it 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Think. Then recognize, like you said, if I do this... It's not ever, not ever going to be the same. It will never be the same. Right. And and what is my plan? 
Like, yeah. what if I'm going through the book bag and I find a bag of weed? What am I going to do? Exactly. Uh, you know, and, you know, worse, go, let yourself go there so that you know, what is my plan? Why am I doing this? Because it can't just be, you know, uh, what if, or uh, I'm just looking for something that might be there and I'm, I don't suspect anything. This is something you've got to think through very, very carefully and make sure that it's not your anxiety that's driving you to it. So do I need to go home right now because it started snowing? No. Or can I think, man, if everyone else is panicking and going home right now, then Maybe that's going to make it worse. Wait until they're all done. And search the office for a nice bottle, bottle. of Cabernet. <laughs> or at least a nice cup of coffee. Well, that sounds like a plan right there. Yeah. So why don't we do that and say goodbye to the folks at home? We don't have any wine in the office. We don't? No, I know. You failed. That was your job. We hired you. One You're thing. supposed to bring wine. Why will the wine store not deliver? Mm. Mm. And that's a recipe for disaster right You're not there. Kidding. All right. Well, thanks for listening to You Must Chill, the weekly podcast on all things scream free. Two guys trying to figure out how to calm down so we can grow up, so we can get closer to the people who matter most. We'll talk to you more next week.